Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. For Muhammad, my friendly neighborhood Muslim man, Shaker, <laughs> I am Matt Ray, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Somebody on Saraha asked me to call you that. I don't know who it was, but I figured I would appease them. It's definitely somebody that listens, since they know you always give me a nickname. Yeah, exactly. So thank you to whoever that is. <laughs> um... What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Excellent. Excellent. First and foremost, we must thank Low Tide Kava Bar for the kava we are going to be drinking on today's show. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Shalop. Bula. Bula. Tasty and good as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So, so after three weeks... No, two weeks. I broke down and made an account, and I saw that you did too. Yeah, I made a Saraha as well. Did you see what my Saraha? Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, what what uh, Adam Freeman from episode number two, the Freeman. <laughs> um, he uh, he said, I think it would be really funny to share other people's Sarahas as your own. And just be like, yeah, this is mine. And then have these people just getting blown up with stuff from. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. So I would share yours. And it's like you would get all of the stuff that people said bad about me. There is. Oh, whoops. There's one I haven't. Um, Rookie. Jesus. <laughs> there's one I haven't uh, shared because it's really it's rated M to an extent. Um, but it's one of the more interesting ones that I got. Somebody went in. T- somebody put some time into writing me this message it's it's the app everybody maybe knows by now where i was gonna say most people should know what saraha is but it's where you can give a anonymous anonymous uh i've never used such a thing before but i heard it compared to form spring yeah form spring and ask dot something fm maybe i don't know yeah yeah but this one i got man (laughs) i i can it came in two messages like somebody took time to write this yeah I can picture our first date now. You take me out to the finest Mexican restaurant, and all people think this is you. So, I, I already know what it says. Oh, it is you. It's not me. Oh, but you, somebody, you know who sent it? I don't know who sent it, but somebody said that. Somebody said, "Did you write Muhammad one about?" Oh yeah, because I was like, I was like, did y'all see this? And but and probably three people said it was probably you. Yeah, no, it wasn't me. I yeah, sent the okay. one after that that said I didn't send the one about. The burrito. Oh, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Okay, I get it. <laughs> I sent right. that one. Yeah. It's like, I can picture our first date. Now you can t- take me out to the finest Mexican restaurant that could be attached to a gas station. Our food comes out late, but we don't care. We've already gone into a heated debate about what Bernie Sanders would look like with hair. I say, Jesus, you say George Harrison, <laughs> which to me is, it would be like, um, a t- uh, uh, an idea of who may have written this, but I had to look up who the hell that was. Right. Because uh, I, I don't know <laughs> them that well. And you, you didn't know George Harrison was from the Beatles? No, I didn't. I don't know anything. I don't like the Beatles. George Harrison was the best Beatle. Okay, yeah. In my opinion. 
my very correct opinion. Probably. Um, but yeah, I had to look it up and I was like, I would never say anything like this. So now I don't know if this person knows me or not. <laughs> Angered, you chuck your burrito at my head. I bend. As I duck, you get a good look at the promised land. <laughs> As I pick the burrito up and proceed to eat it, you're taken aback at how naughty I can get. That's when you realize you want me. Continued. We make eye contact. You nod. We walk away from our salsa and chips, and you take me into the gender-neutral bathroom. I think a libertarian wrote this just because they had to say that. Um, that's when... <laughs> this is when it gets a little graphic. That's when I ride your face until I get rug burn. The bottom half of your face has pruned and we get a solid idea of what it will look like in 40 years. <laughs> As you're washing the stank off, I leave the restaurant before you can chase me down for the other half of the bill. Yeah. This my, person obviously doesn't know me because I pay for the bill on our dates. My money's on Judah. Does he like the Beatles? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I wrote I wrote the one that said I didn't write the one about the burrito. I don't even remember what I wrote, but I was letting you know that I did not write the thing about the burrito. Yeah, I did. I um, I actually did write another one that you posted. Oh, I only posted the funny ones, obviously. And I didn't realize it until you posted it, but there was a typo in it, and I was really pissed off at myself about it. No, I think I know which one then. <laughs> it's the one where I said you flip parties more often than Charlie Crist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote that one. Yeah, I got a lot of funny ones. I got, a, but I'm treating all of it as trolling, even the ones that sound sincere. Yeah, <laughs> I I got one um, that was just awful. It said, uh, "Dreamcatcher is a great movie." Yeah, and I know exactly. Yeah, who we that's, know. We know. <laughs> I know exactly know who that one was from, <laughs> since he comments that on every one of our podcasts. <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah, Dreamcatcher is a great movie." Um, and then I got another one, you know, like I got a bunch of the ones that are like one of the nicest, sexiest, talented guys I know, lucky to call you a friend. And I'm 90% certain that's from Clyde Keep. Okay. I can't prove that, but I'm, I I think it's from Clyde Keep whose, uh, birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday, Clyde. Happy birthday, Clyde. Hopefully you are having a fantastic Saturday before your birthday. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a fun little it's been a fun app. Like, yeah, it's I've been pretty it. fun. I'm glad I made it. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I'm good. I started a show called The 100. I wish somebody had told me about it sooner. Pretty good show. It's post-apocalyptic. And I think the people that wrote that show um, are big fans of Mass Effect just because there's a lot of parallels in the show and, and the storyline of the video game, which I thought was really interesting. You really like it when I tune out in the first 30 seconds, don't you? Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all I was going to say is, um, yeah, pretty interesting. I've been, um, uh, I've I been... did discover that the CW is known for um, hiring models for actors. I didn't know that was a thing. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I've been <laughs> watching a lot of Preacher. I have no idea. Preacher, it's a, it's about a. I've watched Monk. <laughs> it's the same thing, right? No, completely different. <laughs> uh, preacher's about a, a guy in Texas who, oddly enough, is a preacher, mm-hmm. and his best friend is an alcoholic, drug addicted vampire, and uh, he gets inhabited. I don't want to say possessed. He gets inhabited oh. by a uh, spirit that is half angel, half demon. 
and he's got, and it's called Genesis and he has all the power in the world. <laughs> it's, it's a very cool show. Yeah. It's a very cool show. They're in the middle of season two right now. And, uh, I've been kind of watching that when I'm not getting home too late and too muddy to, uh, remember it. Cause I really am enjoying it. It's based on a, um, graphic novel and Seth Rogen is the one who's making the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh. It's good. I enjoy it. I enjoy the crap out of it. And, uh, yeah, like uh, our friend Brian Wolf says, it is the best comic ever. Yeah? Yeah, because Brian Wolf is just a fantastic human being. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. you cheater. You knew it was Clyde's birthday because of a pop-up. Wow, really? Why are you selling me out like that? Because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I should have cleared that. Yes, I got a pop-up reminding me that it's Clyde's birthday tomorrow. <laughs> I can't believe you sold me out like that. No, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Speaking of pop-ups, um, <laughs> Twitter pop-ups, uh, uh, Korea. And- Which I'm going to preface this by saying this morning I texted him and I said, can we not talk about Korea? I don't want to talk about Korea. We have to, man. It brings us listeners. I'm making that up. <laughs> yes, it, I don't yes, know you what are. the hell. I don't know what the hell brings us <laughs> listeners. I, I have no idea. Um, who the hell likes what on this show? Because nobody says anything. It'd be nice if y'all say something. Because I know you're all listening. You've been here forever now. Um, but we'll assume that Korea brings us listeners. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, you didn't want to talk about Korea because everyone's talking about Korea. Everybody's talking about Korea and it is a, it it is the equivalent of a global pissing match between two rich boys who are used to getting what they want. Yeah. So yeah, I I didn't want to talk about Korea because I think it's idiotic and I, I personally don't think it's anything's going to happen. I think it's just going to be a lot of talk and it's going to be a lot of questioning and there's going to be a lot of people saying, oh, we're going to use a nuke. No, they're going to use a nuke. Like, they're going to nuke Guam, and then we're going to nuke that, whatever. Like, but I don't think anything is actually going to happen from any of this. I think that it's just, uh, brinksmanship at its absolute finest, and we are eventually, it's just going to go away. Cause China's saying, US, don't do anything first, mm-hmm. which means, you know, we have to wait for Korea to do it, but I'm willing to bet that China is going, if you do this, you are so screwed. Well, they did. Right. So I don't think anything's going to happen. They said they would not support North Korea if they did anything like that, which is good. But there's a few things to say about the whole Korea thing. Uh, besides the back and forth, um, one of them being, uh, I mean, I was thinking about this because now I'm starting to see that, especially after the Nazi thing that's been happening and the Mises Institute and as we talked about cultural conservatism and some of the things that libertarians do, trying to completely go the opposite way for the sake of going the opposite way of what statists do. Um, It's okay to be anti-war. It's good to be very anti-war and still be okay with us telling North Korea not to do something like that. Right. I mean, this thing's been going on for a while now. Um, it's really hard to pin down where this whole 
nuclear bomb thing started to begin with. Well, I mean, I guess you can. But, I mean, this is the thing is, this is where we're at today. So we have to look at the world as it is, not as it should be. And looking at the world as it is, the guy has nukes. The guy threatens to use them. Regardless of the fact that the United States has used bom- the bombs in the past during World War II, uh, when it was trying to end um, the, the the Pacific Theater, that aside, which I think should not, in my opinion, be, it's not a good argument that, well, you used them, you shouldn't, no, like, no. It's fine to tell people not to use nuclear bombs. Um, and it's okay to tell Kim Jong-un not to use the bombs. Um, and extending onto that, I think a lot of libertarians um, and liberals have a problem, especially libertarians, uh, for the reason that uh, we are very anti-authoritarian government. Um, Hold on, I've lost my thought here of what I was about to say. Um, I was going to say that uh, it is, what was I going to say, it's not okay, it's okay, uh, crap, man, this had a really good point to make here, oh, they focus too much on the United States government as the only evil in the world, which is just not the truth, the truth, like, again, it, we can look at all the mistakes that our government has done, all of them, that's fine, and we can talk about them and all that, but people act like we're the only evil in the world and that's just not true no absolutely not every single part of the world has some really evil governments out there and these people act like as soon as you get rid of the the cia and and the united states government tomorrow then it's going to be like fine everywhere and i don't think that's true like as sad as it is if we if we lose power uh politically anyways um uh, our power projection than other people like the Russians, the Chinese, and you know the EU would and the United Nations would gain more power in our place from this power vac- vacuum, and they'd be able to push their ideas and um, and their values and all this other stuff. So it's important to remember that the United States government is not the only entity in the world that we need to worry about. And we don't we we can't forget about the communists in China, uh, what's going on in Venezuela, uh, Cuba, Russia, you know, all that stuff. Um, acting like we're the only evil in the world, uh, I think, would be a a big mistake, and we'd be literally just ignoring. I don't know how what many, could happen to us. I don't know how many people are saying that we're the only evil in the world. Like everybody, I think everybody globally thinks north korea is also evil just like many people believe that a lot of the regimes in the middle east are evil yes and like yeah there's evil like venezuela like there's a lot of evil in venezuela yeah i think there's evil everywhere so i don't think anybody's saying that we're the only evil but i mean the thing with north korea some people definitely only focus on the united states a lot of people do focus on the united states especially a lot of people here in the united states they say oh no that's just because we're the United States, so we're e- we're evil. We just want to bomb. You know, we're a bunch of a. Uh... Oh my God! I just forgot that guy's name. 
Your buddy called him out. Why do you want to bomb everybody? John. I don't, Bolton. John Bolton. Yeah, they think that we're just a bunch of John Boltons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They think that we're just a bunch of John Boltons here in the United States. And I mean, it's not, that's not true. There are, there are a bunch of John Boltons here, but I mean, not all of us are like that. And while we do have people like that here, for the majority, most of us don't want war. Mm-hmm. The majority of America does not want to go to a war. And even though on Jimmy Kimmel, they were interviewing people, and I think we should use military intervention over in North Korea, but then couldn't find it on a map. Mm-hmm. I and thought that was hilarious. That was so funny. The one, the one girl that was like all over the place, and she didn't even come <laughs> close. I don't um, even know how people were putting them in the water. Right? Yeah. I'd, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, while people, while people here, for the most part, don't want war, like. There is a perception that that is what America is all about, that we're a bunch of cowboys and all we wanted were a bunch of Texas cowboys who just want to, you know, start wars and start fights and bar brawls and all that kind of stuff, much like Adam Freeman used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we uh, but that's just not true. And there's equal amounts of evil everywhere else in the world. Yeah. Well, because some a, a lot of these I think same we people just get the U.S. part louder here. Because it's what we hear. Well, and well, and then the same people end up pushing the conversation into, okay, so Alex, uh, from the same person probably, um, the same these same people will then make it into a big conspiracy that because we have had a hand in a lot of these things, then um, if the CIA doesn't and the FBI don't exist, then a lot of these things wouldn't be around. And to me, that's, that just makes no sense. We, especially libertarians, like, we say government's evil, and then we say it's inefficient, and all this other stuff, and then it's, what, the only the United States government is the evil one, and only the United States government is able to do all this backdoor, you know, cloak and dagger stuff? No. No, that's everywhere. That is everywhere, yeah. and that's been every political organization ever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I recently left the Libertarian Party and went NPA. Yeah, yeah. Because every political organization, whether it's government, political parties, any of it, they all handled stuff shadily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm tired of all of that. Like I, I just want to go out and do good. Yeah. And I feel as though, you know, you and I, we do this, we do good. Like we get people to start looking at things differently. Mm-hmm. I hope anyway. Yeah. I don't know if we actually do, but I hope we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter which country it's from. There's not a good government. Yeah. There may be good people in government. We have good people in government here. And I'm certain they have good people in government in Canada. And I'm certain, I mean, not the prime minister. That guy's mm-hmm. awful. Um, but, uh, and in France and in England, like there's good people in government, but inherently government is evil. Yeah. Because yeah. absolute power corrupts absolutely. Like exactly. it, it's just gonna happen. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the United States is not the only evil one in the North Korea versus United States yeah. bout. The the most touted bout besides Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. So I mean, God, if Donald Trump plans that attack for the same day as the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight man that's <laughs> that's gonna be the highest watched TV yeah. day in a really long time <laughs> um, 
If yeah. he, that would be a really good day to do it because it was just like you could just <laughs> build it up along with it. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man, and um, the whole like, well, we've bombed Japan in the past, and so what? Like, if he says he might use them, I think we need to take the guy seriously. I that he might you... use them, even if he doesn't have the means. Maybe he does. I don't know. If somebody says they would use them, I think we need to take it seriously. Whether we're the ones that push it, are pushing him that far or not. I mean, if all we're doing is talking to, talking to him enough and then pissing him off that much, um, fine. But, you know, I'm not saying we're right on doing this. I'm not saying we're correct to put our bases all around them and to put our navy all around them. That is scary. I've said that before. Right. And they would try to react somehow, but I think if they react militarily first, no, they're obviously the wrong ones there. Right. No, absolutely. If we wanted to do something militarily, we would have done that already. There wouldn't have, why why are we sitting here and talking if that's the case? No, we would have done something. So I think it's all on him to actually do anything like that. Not on us. And if he's being serious, we need we need to take that that th- that threat seriously. Right. So. It's like you know the non-aggression principle. You know, you, you got don't don't aggress on other people. Throw communists from helicopters. Yeah. Communists aren't people. So yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so yeah, but that was why I didn't want to talk about North Korea because I don't think anything's going to come of it, and I think that it's all just a bunch of hype. Yeah. You know, it's the uh, uh, the Al Capone's vault of wars. It's yeah. just going to fizzle out, and there's not going to be anything to really worry about, yeah. which is why I was like, let's not talk about it. But then we did for 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, well fine. we can move along. I mean, spe- yeah. speaking of the military, uh, we can move on to VA. Really? That's not that VA. <laughs> oh, is that Virginia? <laughs> that's Virginia. Oh, it said VA. Yeah, that's the state of emergency that I used to call my <laughs> home state, Virginia, <laughs> not the, the VA. <laughs> so what? Uh, now it's Virginia, right? It is Virginia. That they is it Martin Luther King's birthday? That's Lee Jackson King Day. Yes. So Lee what Jackson. Is that, so what is that again? Okay, so Lee Jackson King Day. They don't actually have that holiday anymore. No, they don't. They got rid of it they, they two did years get, ago, right? Uh, back in two thousand one. Okay, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was growing up in Virginia, uh, I did not know that there was Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. There was Lee Jackson King Day mm-hmm. for uh, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, and and uh, Martin Luther King. And we just celebrated on the same day. Why is that? Are they? Do they have similar birthdays? No, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I mean, that might be it. Yeah, it oh, so it's really weird to put them on the same day. Right. Well, now they have Lee Jackson Day. Okay. Which is the Friday before Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. But they, I just like when I was growing up, it didn't even occur to me that <laughs> that may not be the greatest grouping of people to put together. Um, but yeah, so. I, when I moved out of the state, hey, the, the Confederates had really good generals. <laughs> they did. That is just they, that. That that's is a fact. just facts. <laughs> that's a fact. But yeah, they had a. So when I, so when I moved out of the state, and somebody was like, "Oh, it's Martin Luther King Day," and I didn't know what that was, and I said, "Oh, Lee Jackson King Day." They looked at me like, 
I had said the most offensive thing in the world, and mm-hmm. that wasn't even close to the most offensive thing I've ever said. <laughs> That's probably not even the closest, most offensive thing that I've said on the show. Yeah. But um, we, uh, so yeah, like Lee Jackson King Day was our thing. And so, I mean, in Virginia, like Stonewall Jackson is, I mean, he's an icon in Virginia. Same same with Robert E. Lee, also yeah. an icon. Stonewall Jackson High School. I, w- I grew up in the same city as Stonewall Jackson High School, which was named uh, the best high school in America like three times. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Why? I don't know. The test scores or something? I don't know. They, they were my rival school. I hated them. Even though I had really <laughs> good friends that uh, went there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know why they got named best yeah. high school. Yeah. Um, people said that it was because of the IB program. Which, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Some people said it because I think they were one of the first schools to do the IB program. I always said it was because they were the first school in the nation to put a daycare in for students. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was also, you know, 16. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, I mean, Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson are both icons in Virginia. And I mean, they're icons of the South and what, started everything in virginia going on today uh-huh. is they wanted to take down a robert e lee statue and see i didn't know that until you had said it yeah and um, members of the alt-right were like no you can't do that yeah well i assumed because a lot of people were calling it the unite the right rally so i assumed it was just some random rally to unite the right um but i guess that's the whole thing they're trying to remove a statue right yeah, I I think they were just trying to get rid of it. Yeah, not 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 move it, but get rid of it. Yeah, and that was where the issue really came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were doing the rallies, and that was when the unite the right thing started going up, and they started saying they started chanting blood and soil, which see that's different. Like that's that's the first thing I thought about when I did see read about that. It's different when somebody at the Mises Institute. In a larger quote says, blood and soul and God. Right. And it, from the alt-right and national socialists walking around saying blood and soil. Boom. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're yeah. wrong there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, I mean, really bad timing for the Mises Institute. To no, I mean, that the, came afterwards. The rally thing. is the, that, Well, yeah, no, the rally thing did come afterwards, but... Like, I mean, it was just bad timing for him to say it, and then a week later... Oh, yeah. The, oh, I mean, you can't... T- I mean, I'm just saying you can't time that. I know. It would be worse if somebody... A week, I know you, you know, can't like time Tomorrow it. Would, would say that quote again. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I'm pretty certain that that's not getting said for quite some time now. <laughs> but then they were walking... And the, the media is insane on this, because uh, they were... It was reported today that I was listening to. It was reported today that... Uh, a group of white nationalists were uh, marching through UVA's campus holding torches. Now, when you say a group of white nationalists are marching holding torches, I have a specific image yeah. in my head. Yeah. 
And then you showed me the picture. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. Like, they are very neatly pressed and <laughs> very clean and, like, very well-dressed. Yeah. Like, not what I had pictured in my head. Yeah. And the torches they were carrying weren't sticks with rags wrapped around it with fire. No, they they were freaking tiki torches. They were just basically fending off mosquitoes. Yeah, they're doing a public, public <laughs> service, guys. It's a public service. You get rid of the insects. Right. And I was, like, watching, the, like, I was, like, the way that they were reporting it, I was picturing like these guys like going around with torches, like setting crap on fire. And no, they were walking around with mosquito repellent <laughs> and like these little tiki wooden <laughs> torches and just like chanting blood and soil. And <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's a weak protest in itself. But anyway, a few, it, a few, <laughs> a few days ago when I was hanging out at Bula, I think it was a few days ago. They were, um, they had tiki torches all around. Hope those, I hope those end up going down <laughs> after uh, what's been going on or else someone maybe is not listening to the news. <laughs> right. And then you've got the governor, Terry McAuliffe, going out there and declaring a state of emergency in the entire state of Virginia because of what's going on at UVA. And I'm like, that's when I read that, I thought it was overkill. Right. That's what I, I, I think that it's complete abuse of that. Because they weren't, they were just marching. They were just marching. Now it has started. There, there have been counter protesters. I'm sure Antifa showed up to beat up some trash. Right, cans. and I mean, just right, like moments before we started the show, uh, there was a report that came out that one of the counter protesters had thrown a rock at a Dodge Charger, and it hit the Dodge Charger, and the Dodge Charger spun around and it rammed into 20 people. One of our good friends is waving at us. Oh wow, he really did show up. Um, <laughs> But so you've got the counter protesters being hit. You've got the counter protesters being hit by, uh, by the Dodge Charger that yeah. they threw a rock at. And that's so the Charger was charging into the, you know, the right people. No, other way around. The Dodge, really? yeah, the Dodge Charger was driving a counter protester to the Unite the Right, threw a rock and hit the Dodge Charger. The Dodge Charger hit the counter protesters. Okay. According to the article I just read. Okay. Now, I thought that because it just came up, um, the only thing I did see was somebody told me that it was going at them, but I guess not. Um, like, uh, you can keep talking while okay. I type this message. So, <laughs> so I mean, uh, like, all of this just really basically comes down to, I mean, you said it had a lot to do with free speech. And personally, I don't think that this ultimately goes back to free speech. I think it goes down to whether or not America needs to erase its history. But well, it is free speech. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're stopping the rally. They are stopping the rally. And that's that's all that matters. What do you mean? Wait, okay, so the core issue here is this national this 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 state emergency is because of the rally itself. Right. And But the rally wouldn't have started if they weren't trying to erase part of America's history by taking down a Robert E. Lee statue. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Which I do agree. I, I I wouldn't want them to get rid of that because, like I said earlier, Confederate generals are awesome. Um, whether you – doesn't matter what – if you're into military history and history in general, Confederate generals are awesome. Um, no, abs- I, absolutely. Like, they were really good. Yeah, because a, a lot of people don't realize this uh, – the North had 
twice the twice the land mass. Um, I don't know about the economic output, but we they did have twice the land mass. So we're going to assume, and more most of the industry. So we're going to assume that they also had more, definitely more economic output than than the Confederates. Um, uh, I mean, they did have a much bigger navy, which is what ended up going in the favor of the Union. Um, and also much uh, a much bigger population because of that. Um, but the Civil War dragged on for four plus years, I believe. Um, and what people don't realize is, uh, in those four plus years, um, it took that long for the South to lose, being in that much of a disadvantage. And all of that really hinged on the back of all those objectively great Confederate generals that were able to um, maneuver on the battlefield the way they did and win the battles that they did the way they did. Um, and it was, you could almost say that it was just the, the Confederates got out attritioned at that point. Uh, running out of money, out of people, out of everything. Um, so they're great generals. Um, and besides the general stuff, uh, a lot of people, um, a lot of people, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, yeah, so a lot of people will associate these statues, like they do Confederate flags and stuff, with um, slavery. <laughs> right. You know? And, uh, and that's incorrect. I mean... Well, correct or not... Uh, should I let you? I'll let you do, say your point first. I was gonna say it's incorrect. Like so many people will associate the Confederate flag with racism or slavery mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I have never seen it that way. Like, you and I both grew up in the South. Yeah, like I grew up in Virginia. Like I saw Confederate flags everywhere. Like, I know people that have it tattooed on them. You have one hanging in your room. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't own one, which apparently makes me less of a southerner than you as you said i'm a better libertarian than you person um but i mean like part part of manassas like where i grew up in manassas virginia Mm -hmm. like we are known for our civil war battles yes which we had two of and recently we had the ses the sesquin sesquintennial which is the 150th anniversary of the battle um (laughs) It's a very difficult word to say, but uh, recently they had that and it was a huge event, like tons of people there. Uh, but, you know, they were still selling Confederate flags and stuff there and nobody had a problem with it because it was the, you know, the it was the history. Of Re- it. And reenactments, I'm sure, were going on. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> really cool ones. Yeah. Um, I unfortunately wasn't there for it, but I'd seen reenactments there before and they're really cool to watch. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, yeah. We used to go out to the battlefield and find you could still find bullets. Oh yeah, yeah. It was very, it was really cool. I used to have a bunch of them. I don't know where any of them are anymore, but um, like it's all a part of history. It's all part of what made us America today, and we can't erase part of it. Like you don't want to dwell on it. You don't want to constantly think about it. Yeah, but you can't forget it. Yeah, and that's why I was saying whether it's correct or not. Like if it was correct, going to that, going down that line. It's you're you're then just delete you're you're trying to remove America's history uh, out of that, and you don't want to repeat history. And if you've got n- no way to remember that history, we uh, sometime in the future, like we'll never remember that this stuff ever happened. And maybe we'll go down that line again. Right. You know, I'm just being I don't know exaggerating if, here. I don't know if this is true or not, but it, 
I've always heard that Germany does not talk about World War II. Like they just act like those years. They don't, and you cannot. You can uh, so uh, anti-Semitism is outlawed, and how can you outlaw that? Well, like you can't say anything that is anti-Semitic. So, you, gotcha. I guess you can. You know, I mean, Canada did the same thing with Muslims. Yeah, yeah. Can't um, say anything Islamophobic up there. Yeah. But yeah, no, they, they, they do try to keep all that stuff quiet and muted, which I think is stupid. Right. Um, you can't stop people by quieting people's hate. You're just going to make them hate more. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's just, I, like, like we've said all the time, like when we talk about whether or not a business owner can, uh, discriminate based on race or religion or, uh, gender or anything like that, you know, People are like, oh, no, they shouldn't be able to do that. Well, yeah, I think they should. I want to know who is the person out there who hates these people because if you don't want Muhammad, you, Mm -hmm. this Muhammad, to come into a restaurant with me, then I don't want to give your restaurant any money. I don't care if you have the best wings or the best burger in the world yeah, uh, or the best bacon. Um, Like, I I won't give you the money if I can't take you. Well, not take you, but go (laughs) with you. I'm not paying. Yeah. (laughs) But... uh. I'm not going to go to that restaurant. Like, I'm going to go to Ruby Tuesdays, where, of course, they're going to let you go in. Yeah. You know? Actually, I won't go to Ruby Tuesdays either, but yeah, that's just because they fired me. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, by doing that, you're just harboring it and making it grow and making it stronger. Mm-hmm. Instead of just letting people see, oh, no, that guy's just a dumbass. So, yeah. why are we listening to this? Yeah. And in some cases, like, I was having this conversation with somebody, um, and... They made the point that well we've 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 shown that even when when that happens, uh, some people don't even care. And it might have been a gay friend of mine, because we were talking about uh, what you call it, uh, Chick Fil A, and that my this friend was telling me that a lot of their gay friends still go there. And my response to that it well not that Chick Fil A tries to ban homosexuals, right? But um, the owners are very Christian. Supposedly the owners, I never actually looked into this, but you always hear this, that the owners donate money to a lot of strong anti-sexual groups or something. Um, but even then, like, if those gay people like the food and the stuff that Chick-fil-A puts out, so fucking what? Um, right. No, I mean, I... So what? Exactly, and and that, that's how I look at it because you know if the chick if if the Chick Fil A sandwich is making their life better, which it would be, you know, like it's a nice sandwich, it tastes good, you're gonna I, go I and do, have I it, do enjoy it. Chick Fil A sandwich, yeah, yeah. On. If they're gonna enjoy it, so the fuck, what? Like even if they don't like him, that's the whole point of capitalism is if something is good for you, you will go and get that thing. Um, and now if somebody if they do ban gay people. And if we allow them to ban gay people and they do that, I doubt Chick-fil-A would if they were allowed to. No, it wouldn't make but, any sense yeah. economically. But if they did, you know, where I was going to go with that example so we can get back to Virginia, but is uh, there was a guy here locally in Florida that's very anti-Islamic. He, ha- he really hates all Muslims and we are not welcome at his stores because we... Har- is that the gun guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And like... Nobody's came out and done this, but here's the thing. You got you got two things. One, 
Okay, fine. So we can't go to his place. We'll just go to we'll just go to other businesses, which means those less hateful businesses will in fact get more Muslim, I guess, dollars um, than this asshole. And the other thing is, if somebody wants to, um, capitalism, money speaks. Somebody could say, hey, my gun shop welcomes Muslims. Like, just saying that. I, I bet you many Muslims will, that have never even thought about buying a gun are going to line up to start buying guns. He can even say 5% discount, uh, although that's going a little far, but... Or maybe there's a, I'm sure there's a Muslim gun store owner in Florida. There's a lot of us here. I guarantee it. Yeah. (laughs) I 100% guarantee that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there are plenty of ways to punish um, these uh, racists and bigots and stuff like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can do it with your dollars as opposed to doing it with the law. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But back to Virginia. um, So, yeah, they ran. So somebody ran into somebody with a car. Ran into 20 people. Yeah. Ran 20 people. Uh, you know, Trump tweeted, Melania tweeted, everybody tweeted. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's sad that we've gotten to the point where we fight free speech. Okay. One that we're trying to erase history. Cause that's the way I see it is that this started because we're trying to erase parts of history. And then, so we, we try to erase parts of history. People come out to talk out against it and then, People are coming out to talk out against that. Totally fine with all of that. But yeah. then it starts turning violent with the counter protests fighting, uh, the protesters and with rocks being thrown and now with cars being driven into people. Yeah. And like, this is not good for free speech. No, no. Like, this is not good for free speech. And this will only perpetuate people saying, oh, people shouldn't be allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. And that will go into the First Amendment rights of the right to assemble. Yeah. And, you know, the right to protest is a right to assemble. Like, mm-hmm. I should be able to set up a protest and go out and throw a protest. But if they're like, oh, no, we don't want a counter protest to come out. And then for some riot to happen and eventually ending up with people dying because they got hit by cars. Yeah. Like, we, if we could keep the protest civil, which I understand protests mm-hmm. kind of can't be. Yeah. But that's all part of it. Um, Although to be fair, as hateful and not n- Nazis are very bad people, <laughs> um, very bad. Nazis uh, are very cannot understate that. But to be fair, most of those marches are pretty peaceful. I mean, they go on all the time. Right, they're small numbers. Um, they don't happen everywhere, but they happen all the time. You don't hear about them either. Nobody hears about them because it's really honest. It's just not that interesting. It's a bunch of white guys walking around with swastikas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it happens everywhere. You don't hear about it. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. But we are hearing of this. Um, so. And I think the only reason we're really hearing about this is because of the state of emergency that was declared by Terry McCall. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or also because Richard Spencer is there. Well, yeah, that also. Yeah. I think that. A couple of people from Florida are there. Yeah, I heard about uh, I heard about him. Yeah, I think he's there. Yeah, which, in my opinion, is shitty considering, because uh, I always like giving benefit of the doubt. Like, and I understand what some people are saying about uniting the right in general. Um, not in this, <laughs> not in this fashion. I'm not talking about the protest, uh, but a lot of people are talking how the right in general needs to come together. Like libertarians, conservatives, right. even alt right, 
never seen somebody go as far as say uh, Nazis. Right. But it makes sense, and they say that in response to because the left is very organized. Good on you guys. Um, that's that's actually one. That's one of the the big things that the left has going for them is they are very organized. You look at the um, the the women's march that happened. Uh, it's one of the biggest, most successful rallies they've had in this country so far. Um, and the left is generally just really good at doing their marches they're really, and doing their rallies. And they're really good at that, but they cannot meme. No, they cannot. The meme. left cannot meme. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they 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 are organized and they can set up a rally like that, but they cannot meme to <laughs> yeah. save their life. Yeah. So it's, I I get it. It's important to unite the right, um, but not with these assholes. Um, not with these guys. I don't think we need to give them any leeway because these guys will tread on somebody like me as soon as they get the chance. And absolutely sure we're both. Depending on who, we're both capitalists, but that's almost the extent of it. Uh, and we may have family values, and that's the extent of it. Right. They'll try to tread on me as soon as they can. A lot of these guys don't like Muslims, and they think we sh- that I should not be here, patriot or not. Right. You know? So, um, anyways. Anyways. I actually just remembered this in the middle, which is why I wrote it down. I did want to talk about this really quick. Uh, Donald Trump declared a state of emergency, a, a national state of emergency yeah, because of that. the opiate problem, the opiate epidemic that we are having here because of so many people that are dying from uh, heroin and prescription drugs yeah. and all of that. And uh, his answer to how to fix this is to tell our kids not to use drugs. Mm-hmm. So he is recycling Nancy Reagan's just say no campaign. Yeah. Um, and that's not the answer. That is absolutely not the answer. What? Can I ask why? Why? Yeah. Because. I mean, because I don't see anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But you can't just say don't do drugs. Because okay. Then all, I agree. Right. Because all of us were told. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done all of them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like the don't do drugs, just say no campaigns don't work. I mean, I guess what you're saying is it's not enough. Right? Right. It's not enough. Okay. Yeah. It's not enough. Like, cause I thought it was pretty cool. Like when I, when I really saw that that's, that might be the extent of it. I was like, he's bringing the conversation back about it. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, he is bringing the conversation back about it, but as long as we continue punishing people for low, low drug crime. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. As long as we continue treating these people like criminals instead of treating it like a disease, because that's what it is. Addiction is a disease that Mm -hmm. many of us struggle with. Like I know that one of the people watching right now, as well as myself struggle with that disease. We Mm -hmm. talk about it often. Yeah. And it's not something that we can, it's not something that, you know, it's just like, oh, well, they have a disease, let's throw them in jail. We have to actually treat the disease. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that is a federal government job. Well, yeah, of course. Obviously. I, yeah. um, I don't think that's a federal government job, but I also don't think that we need to be throwing these people in jail uh, so that when they get out, they end up binging. And that's, you know, yeah. it, it's just, it's, it's all bad. Yeah, it's all bad the way that we have approached this entire drug war and calling it a national state of emergency over the opiate epidemic 
in telling us, oh, we just need to tell our kids not to use drugs. I don't know any parent that's saying, you know what? You need to go out and try heroin when yeah, you exactly, get older. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, let's just do it now. Yeah. You know? yeah. I got a needle. I can cook up. Don't worry. I got you, son. <laughs> <laughs> you're five you're old enough to do this like no that's not happening mm -hmm. like obviously people are saying don't do drugs that's happening already yeah so i mean that i think that saying that is a weak it, it's it's a weak way of saying i don't have an answer mm -hmm. I would, I would, yeah i happen to agree with that yeah so i just wanted to bring that up also if you want to get people off of heroin uh, don't ban kratom. Yeah, just don't ban kratom. I did want to just blur it out. Just sell sell them kratom. Right. <laughs> don't ban kratom. Yeah. Give them access to kratom. Allow kava and kratom bars to remain open so that they have access to it easily. Yeah, it's a good uh, natural tea that gets your mind off of opiates. Right. Somehow. That's a great way to put that. I like how you put that. That's what I'm going to use. <laughs> right? Um, it's, it gets your mind off of opiates. Yeah. But, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in. The, the state of emergency reminded me of it. All right. But uh, a report came out this week mm -hmm. uh, about Generation Z and their voting habits. Okay. And Generation Z are the people. If it didn't come from University of California, I don't trust their report. <laughs> No, it came from a uh, professor from Keystone okay. University yeah. or Keystone College, Keystone College, where I assume they drink Keystone all the time. <laughs> um, but uh, Jeff Bauer is his name, is the poli sci guy that came up with this. And Jack Bauer? Not, not Jack. <laughs> um, but he stated and. I was trying to find it before. I read the article a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. and I was trying to find it right before the show, and I couldn't. And it's either 50 – this actually surprised the ever-living crap out of me. 56 or 54, I don't remember which one it is, okay. percent of people born that were of voting age um, – that were of voting age, I think it was like the 18 to 22 range would be the uh, – would be the Generation Z or the I generation. Um voted for trump well yeah. 46 or 44 voted for hillary yeah and they're saying oh they're the most uh conservative generation to come out in freaking forever yeah which okay but i actually came up with four theories on why and i actually came i was sitting at a coffee shop when i was reading this article and i was talking to some random girl across from me and i was like and I read that stat and she goes, that's so sad. And I was like, but why is that why that is? And then I just started bouncing ideas off this girl who yeah. was trying to do work, but I wasn't going to let that happen because I was really interested in that stat. Yeah. So, I mean, my first theory was, okay, they've only known Obama and they didn't get what Obama promised. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they wanted somebody different. So that's why they went with Republican or not Hillary Clinton because mm -hmm. she's so tied to Obama anyway. Yeah. Um, or they decided that because Trump is not a politician, they wanted somebody who wasn't a politician. Yeah. Or non-establishment anyway, whatever. Yes. So I was like, okay, maybe that, that could have been a reason. And then she, she mentioned something about how she was surprised they weren't Bernie people. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe they were Bernie people, but they, but because Hillary screwed Bernie over in the primary. Mm -hmm. Maybe. 
they just had the convi- they actually had the conviction to say no i'm not going to vote for hillary i'm going to vote against hillary and if that's cool that means that they have very strong convictions and i like that like they aren't just going to be party line people they're going to be conviction people and that is really important in my eyes yeah i don't know why my sister did my my youngest sister um she's generation z um i don't know why but she she also voted for trump i never asked her why but i know she did and then my third theory was that this younger generation, I hope this one's true, uh, just has a strong, they have a very strong hope for, uh, or desire rather for freedom and liberty. And they just saw Trump as the candidate that was going to be more for freedom and liberty over yeah. Hillary. I mean, I don't know how accurate that assessment was, but I mean, it might be, it might be, I don't know what Hillary would have done as president. But uh, I still think that, you know, that's also a possibility. I think one of those three is the – I thought one of those three was the possibilities. But then I was hanging out with uh, the voice, the voice of the muddied waters yesterday, Greg Bowen. And he said, I think you're thinking too much into this. And I said, oh, why? He goes, there are a generation of internet trolls who voted the world's greatest internet troll in as leader. (laughs) So, well, and I was like, you know what? I can't even argue that. That's actually a really good assessment. Uh, the only thing I have to say about that is what percentage of generation, what percentage of Trump voters was Generation Z? Right. So I don't, I don't know what that is. What percentage of voters? Yeah, that's that's my that would be my response is out of all the Trump voters, you know, what was it was were they enough to push it enough his way or because Trump got less white voters and more african-american voters and minority voters than romney did so obviously maybe minorities helped him get elected no i'm i don't think it's i'm just just you know right no i'm not saying that it they were the ones that pushed him over the edge mm-hmm. but they were just voting for their oh a guy that acts that acts like them i guess right they were just they were just voting for their internet troll commander-in-chief yeah Right, you know, all pra- all hail President Keck. <laughs> yeah, you know, praise be to Keck. Uh, so that those are the four theories I have on why the Generation Z voted for Trump. Yeah, by you know, nine somewhere between nine and twelve percent. Yeah, I don't. Have, I don't have any theories. Um, it might be um, uh, the uh, the the two the number one and number two on your list i think i would like it to be number three yeah i want it to be i want it to be that they want freedom and liberty and they saw trump as the freedom and liberty candidate Mm -hmm. yeah i want that to be it yeah but them being a (laughs) them being a group of justin moldows (laughs) just a bunch of little internet trolls yeah justin i love you don't take offense to that yeah (laughs) um but them being just a bunch of internet trolls who decided to vote for the grandmaster internet troll. Yeah. I could see that being true too. But yeah, I think it's one of, I think it's probably a combination of those four. Probably. Um, but that is my, that, I, while I was reading it, that was what I came up with. And yes, with the exception of the, uh, internet trolls one, which was Greg's, all those were mine. I did not read those anymore. <laughs> 
Good job. Thanks. Good job. Thanks, buddy. Do more of that. I, d- <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best to do more. <laughs> uh, so that is pretty much all we got. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Good with the show. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We do appreciate it. To all of those of you listening to us on SoundCloud, thank you. Please share this audio. Uh, if you are watching us on Facebook, you already know where to find us, but you can tell your friends to find us at facebook.com backslash muddied waters of freedom. You can also see our faces often on Instagram at muddied waters of freedom, or you can follow us on Twitter at muddied underscore waters. Um, let's do, let's That's do, all, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, don't, don't drink that. Oh, well, yeah. I wasn't even trying to, I don't know. For those of it's us, automatic. for those of you not watching, uh, he picked up his kava to drink it and I was like, we got to do a bula. You can't just, I know. That's why I got it ready. You can't go all rogue. Yeah. All right. Shells up. Thank you. Low tide. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. Bullet. Bullet. All right, that's it. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's uh, that's going to be pretty much it for me. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And uh, remember where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs>